0: You're listening to the John DiPietro show. Let's go with some news of the day. First of all, I want to start off. I am not. Uh, we don't do a, a sports show here, but the conduct by the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and the head coach Andy Reid um, after losing to Buffalo. I watched that game. Okay, it it uh it it was. I can imagine it was it was disappointing, but it was it was a completely legitimate call by the officials and for him to then be carrying on in this manner um it's so unbecoming and it's so you know childish uh immature wow what a cry and but and never mind you know you're watching the game um he's paid a ton of money every commercial is then him with with uh state farm is is i I wonder if it's because of this contract that the member of the dodgers got over the weekend that makes this a baseball player the highest paid athlete on the planet a 700 million dollar deal i think if you're patrick mahomes he must feel like hey wait a minute then i i should be getting one billion dollars but he he just sounds so bad for someone that's supposed to be you know the face of the league and uh, him carrying on. I want to play a little of this.
1: Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win? But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week, I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, I mean they're human, men. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's every week we're talking about something. And all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did. And it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough tough to swallow. Patrick, what do you Lack of a better term, what made it boil over? Was it that itself, or was it the? the it's, it's 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 or? it's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean. It's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game and for it to to happen on a flag change outcome of a game. In um, that moment, I mean, I've I played seven years, never had that, never had offensive all sides called. I mean, that's the, we that's elementary school. We, we talk about, I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff. And... And it doesn't get called, and if it does, do you, they warn you. And there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's just tough, man. It, it, I mean, lost for words, man. It's just, it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, at the end of, with another game, and we're talking about the refs, man. It's just not what we want for the for the NFL and for football.
0: All right, all right. It's um, it's not WWF. And the player for the Chiefs was so off sides that you couldn't even see the ball. What he's basically saying is Patrick Mahomes, in his mind, it should almost be like WWE or used to be WWE, whatever, professional wrestling, where they're the good guys. And at the end of the game, they shouldn't call the flag because then... The, the chiefs is if they're supposed to win and 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 i believe uh andy Reid, i'm going to play the coach of the chiefs what is he going to do go against his his star player the face of the nfl so he just goes along with it but they don't have a leg to stand on on this and the how many times are there questionable calls that go the way for the Chiefs that help them you know pass interference calls and things like that so this was uh, Andy Reid the coach of the Chiefs after the game it was a
2: heck of a football game down to the end um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did And um, normally I'll get um, I, I never use any of this as excuses but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game and um, A bit embarrassing in the national football league for that to take place normally yeah normally uh if if it's even close um you get you get a warning uh the head coach gets a warning i mean that normally so i don't know i didn't have a protractor out there but um it's a bit embarrassing i've been in the league a long time and uh i haven't had one like that so not where, not where well, at least for that kind of a position there that it, it's not uh, given a heads up to.
0: Well, the the league, I've already read, they've called it 11 times, I believe at least 11 times this year. The guy was way over the line. The thing that's, um, one of the issues that stands out to me that's remarkable is they don't have a leg to stand on. It, it actually wasn't a bad call. They they were enforcing it. Uh, the player for the Chiefs was way off sides. For Those that are unfamiliar, you, all the players have to be behind the ball. He wasn't they they draw a line right up to what is considered the neutral zone and he was over that line i could almost see if they had an argument if then when they looked at it that he wasn't off sides but he was totally offsides. and this stuff about we're supposed to get a warning i think this is uh this is dangerous for the nfl because the last thing they need you need the the way the league operates and it operates so successfully is you have the rules and you go along with the rules and they've tried to you know this everything's now uh replay and and so but this to me seems more of an effort by one of the the top teams if not the top team right now in the league and they have taylor swift up there in the box and and um, they're trying to intimidate the officiating. And they're trying to intimidate officials that in a close game, calls go their way. So some people may dismiss this. I think it's actually a pivotal time for the NFL. And then I'm anxious to see, so what does that mean for the officials going forward when the the Chiefs play at home? Now, to make matters worse, boy, the NFL really screwed up because they could have had the Chiefs on Monday Night Football with the Patriots, but they flexed them out so now the game will just be coming up this sunday at one o'clock um so with all this attention on the chiefs they really could have drawn attention to the monday night game and they chose not to do that by unless they flex them back which i don't think was going to happen folks you're listening to the john DePietro show AdMed med urgent care walk-in urgent care center all your medical needs they're open seven days a week doctors and nurses two locations 1524 atwood avenue in johnson that's right in the atwood medical center 5750 post road east greenwich right across from felicia's again they're open seven days a week there's two locations: one near you, Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need urgent care, you want Atmed Urgent Care. Again, two locations: 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I love what's happening right now, that there are consequences for the pitiful display by the presidents, three presidents, female presidents, actually, of MIT, Harvard, UPenn. One is down. Pressure continues to grow on Harvard, MIT, after the UPenn president stepped down. This is all the anti-Semitism testimony that happened last week. Let's pick up the latest.
3: ...in MIT after the resignation of University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz McGill. McGill stepping down Saturday after facing a barrage of criticism from donors, politicians and alumni. All three university presidents
4: under fire for evading this question from Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute
5: bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. McGill apologized in a video
3: posted the next day, but the damage already done. Penn's board chair, Scott Bach, also stepping down, but defending McGill in a statement saying, she made a very unfortunate misstep. She provided a legalistic answer to a moral question. Penn's association of professors backing him up, saying McGill's intent was to defend academic freedom and open expression, saying that Stefanik's entire line of questioning misrepresented protests for Palestinian freedom as calls for genocide. And even though calls for the other two university presidents to follow suit are growing, Harvard's newspaper reporting that as of Sunday, more than 500 members of the faculty have signed a petition to the university's corporation opposing any action to remove President Gay. But Harvard alum and billionaire investor Bill Ackman, who has been a vocal critic against his alma mater, sending a letter to the university saying, in her short tenure as president, Claudine Gay has done more damage to the reputation of Harvard University than any individual in our nearly 500-year history. This, as more than 70 members of Congress demand they review and update their school policies to ensure they protect Jewish students. MIT's board is pledging their full and unreserved support for MIT's president. Meanwhile, Harvard's board has been silent. But Harvard's president did give an interview to the student newspaper saying she is sorry
0: and regretful. She's got to go. You know what's interesting about that report is, as they mention, and 500 faculty have come out. Yeah, but there's over 4,000 so why would you leave out why would you leave out the larger number it's it's almost done in a way to try to you know 500 faculty have come out in support of her yeah and that's that's the problem that's part of the problem no she should go she's a complete embarrassment she doesn't belong there and it is very telling the three of them sitting up there so pathetic I mean, that present of UPenn was completely disgraceful. The fact that it even had to come to this. My God. But, and now, of course they, you know, how do you think she got chosen in the first place? They like the idea that the beliefs that she holds, which are just uh, pitiful. Wow. 500. Compared to what? It should be 3,500 people are not supporting her. That should be the story. Not the 500. Of course that number would. And I've seen some of them on social media doing that. All right, let's go to another story. Uh, Nikki Haley, wide-ranging interview. You know, she's trying to get attention. I uh, Well, I mean, they're trying to really flame this narrative that she's building a lot of momentum. I, I'm not... Sure. I I don't know if I see it. I mean, she is getting some, some momentum, but it's nowhere near enough, I don't believe, that she would need in order to actually be successful coming up for the Iowa caucus. But I want to hear this piece.
6: South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley's presidential campaign is racking up major donor and establishment support, now becoming a major threat to rivals who want to be an alternative to Donald Trump. And with just weeks to go before the Iowa caucuses, Haley is hoping voters will see her as a viable alternative. I want to start where the last debate left off, uh, where one question went unanswered as far as, is Donald Trump fit to be president? Do you think Donald Trump today in
7: 2023 is fit to be president? It's not about fitness i think he's fit to be president it should he be president i don't think he should be president the former
6: united nations ambassador also weighing in on the pressing war in gaza who do you think should
7: control gaza i think israel israel does not want gaza But they don't want terrorists living in Gaza. You can't go through something like October 7th and chance that happening to your people again, because Hamas has already said that they're going back, they're going to do it again. And for one of the most important issues on voters' minds, I asked Haley
6: about the case involving a 31-year-old Texas mother who asked the court to allow her to get an
7: abortion in order to save her uterus and preserve her chance to have healthy children in the future. I don't know the details of the case that you're referring to. What I can tell you is I don't think that this issue needed to be in the hands of unelected justices. It needs to be in the hands of the people because it's a personal issue for every woman and man. And so while I'm unapologetically pro-life, I have always said I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice any more than I want them to judge me for being pro-life. So we're watching states make these decisions. I think the goal should always be how do we save as many babies as we can and support as many moms as we can and that's not going to happen unless we find consensus let's make sure doctors and nurses who don't believe in abortion shouldn't have to perform them let's make contraception accessible and let's make sure no state law says to a mom who has an abortion that she's going to jail or getting the death penalty let's start there and let's start humanizing this issue instead of demonizing this issue she is also very clear that biological boys, she says, should not be playing in girls sports.
6: That's something that she talks about quite in length. We also get a chance to talk to her daughter, Rena, uh, who really gives us a sense of Nikki Haley as the mom. And we also get her reaction to being name checked on the debate stage by Vivek Ramaswamy about having a TikTok account.
0: I, um, I think Nikki Haley should be judged up against Biden, Harris, Newsom mayor pete that's who she should be compared that's who she should be compared to instead of president trump because she's people independents love her i don't know if it's her time folks you're listening to the john DePetro show aj drywall plaster home improvement call them today for a free quote you can also find them on facebook 401-323-9252 323-9252 aj drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook It's AJ drywall, plaster, and home improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So folks, um, coming up, obviously, right after New Year's, you're going to have the Iowa caucus, and that's when things are really going to get real. So where do things stand right now with the Iowa caucus? Uh, I know that Obviously, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis—he's trying. But we want to be objective. I'm—I'm I'm looking for some evidence that <laughs> that anyone is going to give President Trump a uh, a race, a run for it. Could change, could change, could be some different dynamics. But I—I I don't, I just don't think so. But let's hear. This is a piece on the uh, on the Today Show.
8: She is, of course, moderator of Meet the Press. Kristen, good morning. Great to see you, as always. So you have Donald Trump expected to be in court tomorrow. I think these challengers in the Republican primary probably hoped and thought that all the legal trouble surrounding him might hurt him. But it appears to have had the opposite effect if you look at more polling out this week. So as you talk to these other primary campaigns, what is their hope? What is their strategy for catching Donald Trump?
9: Well, Willie, it's great to be with you as always. You're absolutely right. That was the calculation that Trump's GOP rivals had made that he would effectively take himself down with these legal challenges that he's facing, these four indictments. But what did we see the exact opposite with each indictment? He's only gotten stronger. He has also skipped all four debates. There was one this week, basically underscoring the fact that the GOP race has become a race for second place between Nikki Haley and Governor Ron DeSantis duking it out, trying to make the case that they're the best person to take on Trump. But Willie, in Iowa... Former President Trump is nearly 30 points ahead, so they're running out of time to really make a dent here. I think you're going to see the pressure mounting based on my conversations for candidates to start dropping out of the race if they don't have a strong showing in Iowa. I pressed Governor Ron DeSantis on that fact, and he said, "Look, he's confident he's going to win Iowa. He's now visited all 99 counties, but the stakes of Iowa could not be greater because it's hard to see how they can slow down Trump if he does have a." strong showing in the hawkeye state
8: Willie. and you're right the clock is ticking the votes are coming sooner than most people think Kristen welker thank
0: you know i i don't think she's a very good host to meet the press by the way i i wasn't a chuck todd fan but i just don't think she's very good but meanwhile it's um it's just it's not happening it's absolutely not happening and um a, a big part the biden white house now they are trying to look at the border but the white house they, they're not they're not going to change the the dynamic with the border let's let's go this was the white house on Friday. Very,
7: very clear about
6: um about the supplemental and how important it is as you've seen the omb director has been pretty out pretty out there on the different networks uh making the case um and one of the things that um she has said is that it's stunning it's stunning that we've gotten to this point right? It's stunning that we have gotten to this point and that Republicans in Congress uh, willing to give Putin a a, a gift, the greatest gift that Putin could could hope for. That's what we're seeing. And so they are playing chicken with our national security. That's what we're seeing here. And history will will remember them harshly.
0: Now, what what she's talking about is they're tying Ukraine aid to the border and the Biden people, they, they don't know what to do about the border, right? I mean, that's really what it, it comes down to is they're not they're not sure how to handle the border. They they certainly understand and admit, oh, it's a problem. As a matter of fact, Mitt Romney on Meet the Press was talking about just how much of a problem it is and the amount of people that are pouring over. It's just remarkable. But one thing that's also clear is President Biden does not have strong approval ratings. Listen to this CBS poll. Seventy six percent of Americans say they uh, say their income is not keeping up with inflation. That would be Bidenomics. Let's go to face the nation.
10: Is slowing, But prices are still high. And so when you ask people, OK, the jobs market is strong. Yes, they acknowledge that. But their income isn't keeping up with inflation and that's that immediate pocketbook impact where you see such big numbers say that
11: because prices are still not back at those pre-pandemic levels right
10: and and when you look at what can be done from there people say okay well number one there's no appetite for more rate hikes and that's that's important that's Mm -hmm. affecting a lot of especially a lot of young people as well um there's a large sense that they think the president can control Inflation. And look, objectively that may or may not be the case, but it kind of comes with the job, right? Um, they're not certain, in fact, many aren't sure what exactly the White House has done about all of this. And so his handling of inflation in particular remains low.
0: And it's not gonna get any better. I believe the ship has sailed on Biden. And and whether people want to recognize that or say that it's fear about the whole situation with his age, it, it is what it is. And on top of that, he's getting killed as far as well. He, he is very unfavorable regarding how he's handling the situation with Israel and Hamas. Let's go back to Face the Nation.
7: ...has a lot
12: of foreign policy, national security crises on his desk right now. The Israel-Hamas war is one of
10: them. What is perception of that? So his handling of the war is negative, and it's gone a little lower, in part because... People aren't sure that the steps his administration is taking are bringing the war, helping bring the war to a peaceful resolution, number one. And number two, we've talked a lot about some of the splits within his own party on this, which is always important for a president on foreign policy. There's an increasing number of Democrats who now say they think the president is giving too much support to Israel.
0: I mean, what what does that tell you? That's part of the, the problem within the Democrat Party if people don't see it i mean uh, the republicans cannot afford to lose in 2024 the door is open the door is absolutely open and i think people want to return to getting the economy going again security at home whether they like it or not they view trump as someone that's good with the economy and it'll bring some stability to our involvement in the world folks you're listening to the john dipetro show (music) propane plus call them today heating and cooling in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 for propane plus three generations you can always depend on propane plus for all your heating and cooling call them today 401-885-4209 three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252 3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show well it is glorious that the president of upenn forced to resign what a disgrace she is and it shouldn't be the end of it let's pick up the story with the today show
8: president of the University of Pennsylvania has resigned under pressure after her performance at a disastrous hearing on Capitol Hill this week about anti-Semitism on college campuses. NBC's George Solis is on campus in Philadelphia with more. George, good morning. Yeah, Good
13: morning, Willie. Reaction to Liz McGill stepping down has so far been mixed here on campus. The announcement coming being a letter addressed to the Penn community on Saturday. Liz McGill, though, not totally separating herself from the university. This morning, the University of Pennsylvania is looking for a new leader. President Liz McGill, resigning Saturday afternoon. The announcement made via letter from the Ivy League School Board of Trustees Chair, Scott Bach, who also stepped down. The letter including a statement from McGill, who wrote, It has been my privilege to serve as president of this remarkable institution the departing president will remain as a tenured faculty member. It comes after days of mounting pressure following McGill's appearance at a House hearing on anti-Semitism, where she had this exchange with New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik.
4: I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or
5: harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. If the speech becomes conduct... It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? McGill's failure to reject calls
13: for genocide resulted in widespread backlash from students, faculty, business leaders, and lawmakers.
14: Leaders have a responsibility to speak and act with moral clarity, and Liz McGill failed to meet that simple test.
13: Stefanik also pressed the presidents of Harvard and MIT during the hearing, who now face similar pressure to resign. On Saturday, the congresswoman posting on X one down. Two to go. Good. After the hearing, McGill attempted to clarify her remarks.
5: I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence
0: human beings can perpetrate.
5: But an audience of the school's mega donors was unmoved
13: some threatening to pull hundreds of millions of dollars unless she resigned. She kind of got strong arm at the position.
3: I think removing her does kind of, like, alleviate some of that hurt.
13: Now, the Board of Trustees did announce they'll announce plans for an interim leader here at Penn in the coming days. Meanwhile, the Board of Trustees has appointed their vice chair, Julie Platt, to be the interim chair. She happens to be an alum and the mother of actor Ben Platt.
0: What a disgrace, this woman from UPenn, the president. I think she should be brought up on charges. She's just so despicable. I can't, I, good. And that Elise Stefanik, what a winner. Listener. On the House this Education was her at Committee. Uh,
4: we're about to have an incredibly important hearing uh, addressing the rise of anti-Semitism on our college campuses and universities. Joining us today to share their personal stories, we have four incredibly bra-
0: you know that was just the kickoff, but I want to go back to, you know, she did um, just a remarkable job, Elise Stefanik. What an absolute win for her! But I want to go back to, um, and she's exactly right that the president of, of, of Harvard, and MIT need to resign. But let's go back to that incredible back and forth. With at, Elise at MIT,
4: does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no?
11: If have targeted at individuals, not making public statements.
4: Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute
11: bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus.
4: But you've heard chants for intifada.
11: I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people.
4: So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules?
11: That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe.
4: Ms. McGill Here at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no?
5: If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes.
4: I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment?
5: If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. 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 Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not
4: harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment?
5: Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer oh is
12: yes, God. and
5: Dr. Gay, Ugh,
4: at Harvard, this thing. does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context.
0: Oh my
7: God. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual.
4: It's targeted no at now? Jewish A students, joke. Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? Resign. I will ask you one more time.
0: How?
4: Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no.: Anti-Semitic rhetoric.: when it And is it anti con- rhetoric?: Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, oh harassment, God. intimidation? That is actionable conduct, and we do take action. So the answer is...
0: She is a disgrace. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out... A delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coheset Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coheset Inn, 226 Coheset Avenue in West Warwick. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend, you need Shoppa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401900 INSU. 900 4678. Shoppa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood recreational umbrella any other protection for your assets rhode island of massachusetts shopper insurance agency your agency of choice call today set up a meeting they're so knowledgeable can have everything under one roof call shopper insurance today 401 900 insu or 401 900 4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston Shoppa insurance agency your neighbor your partner your friend one-stop insurance solutions you're listening to the john dipetro show let's go to some of the sunday shows bernie sanders on face the nation why hasn't he called for a ceasefire well he's one of those people he is holding firm you oppose
12: so progressives like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib have been clear in calling for a ceasefire. You've taken some flack because you have not. The United States government is opposing a, a ceasefire as well. And they're, they're isolated uh, at the UN on that point. Why is it you oppose a ceasefire?
15: Well, first of all, I strongly support and wish and hope that the United States will support the United Nations resolution that was vetoed, that we vetoed the other day. That was a humanitarian pause, a humanitarian ceasefire, that would have, by the way, called for the release of all of the hostages held by Hamas and would have allowed the U.N. and other agencies to begin to supply the enormous amount of humanitarian aid that the Palestinian people. In terms of a permanent ceasefire, I don't know how you could have a permanent ceasefire with Hamas who has said before October 7th, and after October 7th, that they want to destroy Israel. They want a permanent war. I don't know how you have a permanent ceasefire with an attitude like that.
12: Okay, so the, the war you're saying against Hamas is justified uh, in in that
15: way. I think um, Israel has the right to defend itself yes. and to go after Hamas, not the Palestinian
0: people. 100%. By the way, there's nothing wrong with your radio. I don't know what was the deal with Bernie and his hookup with CBS, it it sounded like they were playing a clip from the 60s. How about Eric Adams talking about the problem with the border? Help is not on the way. The The New York City mayor. We are at
2: an untenable situation right now, and it is painful for us. Uh, It is painful for the city. And I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, We're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. It is going to be at this moment, it's going to be up to New Yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this this challenge that we're facing.
0: That is the Democrat mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Help is not on the way. Now, let's go to some of the sound. Listen to this student. I wouldn't be surprised if the female voice you're about to hear ends up working locally For a local television station, because she basically amplifies local press, local media, that we've been hearing all the anti-Semitism from our local reporters in the Providence area since October 7th. And this is someone I wouldn't be surprised if you see her holding a microphone working for one of the local TV stations. Listen to this.
1: I don't know how to answer
2: that, honestly.
0: From the river
15: to I the sea. I think free Palestine means freedom. We fight for freedom. Okay. So that means freedom for all. Not only Palestinians, but everyone.
8: But okay. this land... Could that include Israelis as well?
2: That includes... Jews, perhaps. Um, free Palestine. I think free Palestine means the destruction of Israel because Israel was built on Palestinian lands. So, what happens so to Israel? Okay, go ahead. In order for Palestine, for Palestine to be free, we have
10: to. Israel has to. go away
11: go
0: away you watch i would not be surprised if she doesn't get hired by rhode island pbs or one of our local tv stations because of her anti-israel attitudes now president trump new york young republicans gala he was one of the uh, speakers over the course of the weekend let's hear president trump talking about the controversy with the college presidents Another one who Here we is go.
2: keeping him grounded. It's so nice to see this, but you are really a fantastic woman, very smart woman. Another one who has done Elise an unbelievable job. I watched her run over the head of Harvard, the head of Penn, the great old Wharton School of Finance, Elise, Elise Stefanik, Elise. Thank you, Elise. What a job she's done. You know, I watched the way she's very smart. I watched the way she was asking the questions, and they were asked in a very complex way. And these women, who I guess are smart, but boy, that was—they were really dumb answers, weren't they? But they were asked in a very complex way, and these people had no idea what the hell they were doing. I said, you know, I think she's got to lose her job. I guess they're all going to be losing their job within the next day or two. But one down, two to go. But there's many more out there like that, and I don't get it. I don't know why why there would be. A special person is in this room tonight.
0: You know, he's not wrong. Uh, actually, it was a very simple question. I'm going to disagree with the president. He was saying it was very complex. I I think he meant the opposite. Um, I think he meant that it it really wasn't a difficult question. Here's how it was covered on and, and uh, this we'll week
11: fiery uh congressional hearing this week with the presidents of harvard mit and and upenn uh who were asked about comments from students about genocide and anti-semitic comments um and let's just say did very poorly with their responses very poorly the upenn president has already resigned you're a harvard law girl um how do you view this should the others resign
12: Yes, but maybe not just because they had a catastrophic congressional hearing. Um, They should resign because these universities have failed. This wasn't a messaging problem at the congressional hearing. It's a policy problem. They have policies against disrupting class, assaulting Jewish students in the library, uh, drawing swastikas on campus. That's not a free speech issue, but they're not enforcing their policies in the way that they have enforced them in the past. It would be great if as a result of this, these universities became the free speech bastions that we have been pressuring them to become. But my fear is that in fact, it will be just this you know moment where they're like, no, 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 we're for free speech at this moment because this is the speech that is unpopular that we like. But when it goes back to uh, being something on progressive issues, then speech is violence again and they will suddenly find a way to enforce their policies on campus.
0: Folks, you're listening. To the john DePietro show it's christmas time at pr landscape materials and garden center christmas season is underway Fraser fir trees 3680 quaker lane in north kingstown rhode island's number one god garden center potted live trees custom handmade wreaths 10 inch to even 60 inches in sizes think how think how great that would look outside your business they have christmas swag mistletoe hanging baskets roping cut greens decorative pots cemetery baskets christmas crafts gift certificates are available at pr landscape materials and garden center look for them on facebook florist quality poinsettias. They also have custom-made sleds from a local artist. Firewood is available. Pick up a delivery. They're open every single day now right through Christmas Eve. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center this Christmas season. Stop in and see them. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. Let's go to some of the highlights over the weekend. Where is President Trump? Where is he? And I don't mean physically, where is he? I mean, where is he right now as far as the polls? I think Rick Klein of ABC does a good job breaking it down.
11: ...candidates trying to defeat Donald Trump. And for that, we turn to ABC News political director Rick Klein with the breakdown. And Rick, first, is there any sign that these debates actually moved the
14: needle? Yeah, Martha, our polling with, with our partners at five hundred thirty eight uh, Ipsos and The Washington Post, did show some clear winners and losers out of this debate and several of the debates. The latest debate, 30% of people thought that Ron DeSantis had the best performance. Another 23% said the same about Nikki Haley. But here's the thing. None of them saw their vote share increase substantially. Donald Trump as strong as ever in all of the polls. And that really has been the story of the entire debate season. Take a look at this. Go back to August. Before any of the Republican debates happened, Donald Trump was in the low 50s. Four debates later, after having not attended any of those debates, he's in the high 50s. The other candidates all stuck there in either the low double digits or mired in the single digits without a lot of motion for any of them, despite the fact that a bunch of candidates dropped out. This field winnowed a lot faster than most people thought it would. It, it did winnow. So what,
11: what is the realistic path for the candidates at this point of actually defeating
14: Trump? The I'll the tell nomination. you, Martha. It, it really is daunting, but it starts with the early states. So these are the candidates. These are the, the states that the candidates are spending the most time in. This is where they're hoping to catch fire to take on Donald Trump. Starting in Iowa, as you mentioned, just five weeks from tomorrow, those caucuses. That's Ron DeSantis's best opportunity. He has the support of the governor there, a key evangelical leader. If he's able to win there, maybe he starts to to, to get a one-on-one shot against uh, against Trump. Uh, Ron DeSantis knows that Nikki Haley though is hot on on his heels he knows that if he's able to if he isn't able to win Iowa or come very close Nikki Haley could catch fire if if she does very well in Iowa she can carry that through New Hampshire all the way to her home state of South Carolina at the end of February but here's the potential flaw in even that reasoning after February 24th after that the early states vote the race goes national and very fast This is what things look like after super tuesday the republican national committee just finalized their their schedule of voting and those early states that i just mentioned those first four states together they award about five percent of the total number of delegates but at the end of the night on super tuesday with all of this voting across the country almost 50% of the delegates will have been chosen. So that says that a candidate with a national following has a big opportunity to basically clean up early in the process. And one other note, Martha, Super Tuesday this year is March 5th. That is the day after the start of the criminal trial that Donald Trump is facing in the election interference case.
0: And none of it matters. All right, so that, listen, that makes the argument that we we know what the answer is going to be. As far as uh, where this is going to go, let's go back now. Let's go to the panel of all these candidates. You know, this whole business that somebody drops out and then that uh, none of it is having. If we want to be objective about it, none of it's having any effect.
11: Criticizing Trump consistently, Chris Christie. But that doesn't seem to resonate. And and he did it really more than ever in this debate.
12: Yeah. And I thought it was the best debate that Chris Christie has had to date. He was incredibly effective, both at pointing out the problems with the Donald Trump candidacy and with the other candidates not taking on Donald Trump. You know, what are we doing here running for second place? What are they actually looking for? And the problem is, as you said, that's not what Republican primary voters are. It's not what they're interested in hearing right now. But even if all of these other candidates drop out, and even if they all consolidated against one person, as Ramesh was pointing out it's not enough to overcome donald trump's lead at this point they've got to get those trump voters over
0: i don't think that's going to happen his decision to skip the debates has proven to be a very good decision what about on the democrat side President Biden certainly has impact. his problems, yeah, big time, and especially absolutely with his fascinating, own party. As you
11: said, the demographic is very small, but it, it really could have a big impact. Yeah, like, they have a lot of power here,
16: especially in a state like Michigan, where, where Biden won so narrowly. I think... What sticks out most is just that understandably, this is a community in real pain. And that grief they feel is only made worse by the fact that they don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. They feel flat out betrayed by the president. In fact, one woman told me for the first time in her life, she feels un-American because she doesn't feel like anyone is representing her. The White House is well aware of this frustration. They note the president is reaching out to these groups. He's doing more to dry and up the pressure on Netanyahu. They say, you know, there are a lot of Americans who do support the president's approach to all of this. And look, the election's a long way away. It's possible as Trump gets out there, the choice becomes more clear that some of these voters could come back Pre- pretty to Biden. Incredible. But, but, you know, a lot of the voters that I talked to said they are sick of being told that they have to accept what in their mind is the lesser of two evils. And they may sit out just to make that point.
0: Yeah, that would be the problem, I think, for Biden. And that would be that, you know, and you know that that's a very good point by Mary Bruce, this whole business of lesser of two evils. Uh, evils. Excuse me. Meanwhile, again, this is uh, this week. Stephanopoulos, Martha Raddatz sitting in, but the border is a major, major problem for the president. Major, major problem for the president. And I, I don't see how it's. I don't package. think it's ever actually uh, been worse. You
11: know, I I Turn to you on on Ukraine and the Ukrainian aid package. You heard Secretary Blinken there talk about the importance of that. Of course, President Biden tied it to the southern border, is he regretting that, do you think? we have not publicly heard the administration express any regrets to this
12: we have not heard them express any regrets to tying the money to israel right it was all a lump package um you know i think by tying it though what you hear also from republicans is that it opened up the door for some sort of negotiation on the southern border i think what what is tricky here is that to some degree the border is a liability for democrats i was recently in arizona voter after voter tells you even if they are an independent somewhat left-leaning voter that the situation at the border is untenable. So if Joe Biden is able to alleviate some of the problems at the border, that could be a political win for him. It does not look like that and is and what And how happened. far is he willing to
11: go to try <laughs> to do that? How far is he willing
12: to go, exactly. And how much are Republicans willing to agree with him? Because if the border is solved to some degree or some of the problems are alleviated, then Republicans can't point fingers at him as easily in an election year.
0: You know, isn't it amazing how, as I've mentioned, you don't hear any discussion in rhode island about the amount of illegals sanctuary state it 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 didn't even come on the radar as far as an issue in the recent cd1 race which is wrong the republicans should be embracing it folks you're listening to the john dipetro show do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber jmb plumbing call them today all your plumbing needs 401-743-9153 jmb plumbing they've been providing plumbing services for years skilled professionals stand behind their work guarantee you will be happy maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes repair clogged pipelines maybe replace a, a water heater as well as all your plumbing needs call them now It's JMB Plumbing, 401-743-9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stopping in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's My Health, it's all about your health. Local products, I say honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus Box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health ten ninety nine Mended Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the Queen of Health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health. And it's my health. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show, folks. I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on-the-scene live stream remember there's no vo- uh, vowel i it's depetr dot com. you can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me Depetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website